Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. Uh, uh, 877-474-3302 if you want to talk to us. We're having a, a couple of different changes on the website. so some of And I'm tweeting that out right now. Yeah, I mean, you have to go to WS Radio right now. Eventually, I think we'll be able to get back to the Computer and Technology Radio. But the website has all been redesigned. And I know some of you are having a couple of little diff- issues here and there. But I think we'll get all the kinks worked out pretty soon and if you just go to the uh, main page right now uh, you'll see our show right on the main page and then you can click on that and it will take you to our show page so uh, right now the url is a little longer so hopefully we'll get that back to computer and technology radio uh that all makes sense definitely definitely makes sense okay so let's talk about uh, nasa and what did you do there oh my i mean i haven't even downloaded all the pictures because it was and if I can even, it was two days of intense, uh, the people at NASA, we did a NASA tweet up and it was epic because they really, really care about showing us everything. You know, and it isn't like it's something where they just drive you around and say, this is this and this is that. Mm-hmm. We literally got to go, uh, we were on NASA, you know, there's NASA.TV where you, do, were you aware of that? <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it. In fact, I'm, I've, I have seen it before. I can't remember whether I saw it on my iPhone or my iPad or, or on TV, but yeah, I've seen it before. And we got to talk to a couple of astronauts, uh, which was kind of cool. Now, interestingly, um, somebody said, what does it smell like in space was one of the questions. Oh, what what was interesting. Like? You're right. Before I answer that one. So it's this really handsome handsome astronaut that's talking and we were supposed to take questions that we got from twitter Mm -hmm. and ask them to the people for nasa tv right except for the fact people that follow me were saying wow he's handsome ask him if he'll go snowboarding with me um check for a wedding ring and i'm going whoa i can't ask you know on nasa tv i can't ask these questions oh my god um but one of the questions was what does it smell like in space and he said, you know, that's interesting because it actually does have a smell, oh, believe fun. it or not. Um, one of the Russian astronauts did say it smelled like roast pork. That space smells like roast space pork. Space smells like roast pork. So bacon in space. Well, you <laughs> know, there's, pigs. I'm there. I mean, if there's bacon in space, I'm there. I'm good so with that. It's, yeah, it smells like roast pork, which was kind of interesting. How funny. And... Um, you know, they talked about, now, I was at Vandenberg Air Force Base, mm-hmm. which, you know, you hear the words Air Force Base, right? Yeah. And you think, yeah, airplanes and all that stuff. Right. Mm, none. Really? <laughs> there are no planes at Vandenberg Air Force Base. <laughs> really? Where they hide them it all? Is our, it is our, well, everything's hidden. It is our missile complex. Ooh. I know, right? Yeah. Um, some of the places, and I will post pictures, we got to go. I got to sit behind one of the screens at launch control. Okay. Are you dying? Are yeah, you dying? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you, say, did you say the words? Houston, uh, no, because problem. I... Oh, okay, here's another funny one. So the guy I was talking to mm-hmm. is the guy that handles the clock. Okay. Now, clearly, you would assume... All over, mission control, launch control, everywhere, yeah. there are clocks, right? Yeah, right. 
So, and somebody's job is to keep those clocks absolutely in sync. Okay. But think about it. When you launch a missile, there's some kind of delay. It just doesn't go piffed. Right. right. I mean, it's just, it's a thing. It has to ignite and, and uh, so of all the fancy computer devices and mm. all the high tech stuff, do you know what resets the clock when the, uh, when the missile goes up? With a little mouse in it, a little mouse pretty in Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. There's a spring on the bottom, literally, a mechanical yeah. spring, a slinky. <laughs> oh my god. On the bottom of the missile. Okay. So when the missile lifts up, the clock resets. Wow. That's a little scary. So all the high-tech, well, not really. If it works, why should they spend $100 million on something new, right? can't disagree with that. So that was awfully cool. We got to go into an area which was kind of um, a museum to the, it was called the Peacekeeper. Is that what it was in the Reagan era? The Um, Peacekeeper missiles, yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar, yeah. That was serious stuff, and they had obviously a disassembled... Right. Not an active Peacekeeper missile there. Okay, so the Peacekeeper missile, I can see why it ended the Cold War. It was really clear. Really? Um, It was this huge missile, and they shot one off. Mm -hmm. Um, And it totally went across the ocean. And this guided missile, as it loses its stages, it still keeps going until you get to the end, which was the payload. Okay. Okay. Now, the payload consisted of what we would figure you have a satellite at the top of a missile. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it's kind of this giant pointy box that as it opens up, the nuclear weapons, and I have a picture standing next to one of them, basically look like a giant six-foot dunce cap. They're like pointed cylinders, Mm -hmm. and within the head of the peacekeeper, there were about nine of them. Okay. And the missile guided to keep going over its target and dropping one after another of these nuclear warheads. Okay. It was clearly the scariest piece of hardware that you could imagine. I mean, can you imagine that? It's... uh, no wonder it ended the Cold War. <laughs> if, if you had the threat of that flying over your country, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to do anything. Wait, can so, I get one of those on the top of my car? I got those it to, people Mark, that really irritate me? To actually see it in front of me, it, it, you knew. You knew how scary it was, and there was good reason. It was a brilliant piece of technology, and thank God we don't have them anymore. Oh, yes, definitely. I got to or at see least the that we know si- of. Well, I think that there's some sort of treaty or whatever. But I did see the missile silos. Nice. You know, the things that open, open yeah. up and... Yeah, yeah cool. Um, what else? Okay, I got to go in their computer room. Which, you didn't touch anything, did you? Yeah, there's a picture of me on Facebook <laughs> where they did... Actually, it was a dummy one. That, oh, cool. that I can play with, but it's uh, there are the launch uh, toggles there, mm-hmm. and on Facebook I say, hmm, let me see which one. Maybe I can hurry this up a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, uh, played with that. But again, at the launch control area with the big screens, what's interesting is the payload of the rockets right. are owned by a specific company. You know, they have done it. This particular one was the NPP satellite okay and the npp satellite 
what that was supposed to do is measure um, global warming. Um, it's called the NPP Environmental Satellite. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it's going to be, it's the next generation of orbiting environmental satellites, uh, t- testing the Earth's climate, seeing, you know, seeing what's going on um, in changes of heat in the water, heat in the air. It's a very important thing for uh, the future of the world. NPP's mm-hmm. Advanced Ultraviolet. Invisible infrared and microwave imagers and sounders will provide continuity of climate observations to enhance weather forecasting capabilities for the nation's civil and military users of satellite mm-hmm. data. So the deal is, the and you know who built the satellite? This will crack you up. What, Russia? No, oh. no, private company. Oh. Have you ever canned peaches? Mm, or, can't say as I have. Yeah, gotten canned peaches or marmalade yes, from somebody. Sure. And you know they have ball jars with that logo B A L L. Yeah, sure. Yeah, ball. That's the logo. Uh, that's <laughs> it's actually very funny that you're saying that because oh no, there was Kerr Glass because I grew up with a kid who started Kerr Glass, which was one of those big glass companies. His parents. No, started. it's so so. This is it. It's ball B A L L. So the okay. back of my launch cap has the ball logo. You know, so if you want to can peaches up in space, they can probably arrange that too. Oh, how funny. But so there's a different launch control. There's one for the military guys, and our Air Force's job is to get the rockets up in space. Mm -hmm. Then there's another launch control where they measure the telemetry and the information from the satellite that's mounted on the rocket. Okay. And looking at these rockets, if you've ever shot off an Estes rocket, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm referring to, those home kits that you can... Uh All it is is a friggin' giant Estes rocket. Great. The de- I'm telling you, uh, we were standing, and I will post the pictures, right next to the Delta II rocket, um, which stands a total of 125 and three-quarter feet. Um, the payload fairing, the shroud that covers the third stage and the satellite, is 9.5 feet to accommodate the GPS satellite. Um, Ten... A 10-foot stretched version fairing is available also for larger payloads. Mm -hmm. And it was quite amazing. We were standing by the satellite. As they work on the satellites, they have like a vertical cage, like a scaffolding that Mm -hmm. goes around the satellite. And we saw them pull that away and kind of roll the satellite out, which Mm -hmm. was kind of interesting. I also saw it. Now, if you remember before the Challenger incident they were going to be shooting off if you remember the um what is that thing that went to the space the shuttle from california right if you remember they were thinking about doing that at one time Mm -hmm. which they abandoned after the uh challenger accident Mm -hmm. but they had actually built they have and i know this is wrong i saw six launch pads there's got to be more but um they have one launch pad that was designed directly for the shuttle and when we come back i'm going to talk a little more about this because there's so much great information i hope everybody finds it interesting yeah fascinating stuff i'm also i got more when we come back i'm also reading about this kamikaze which is that event the horror event that's going to be downtown marcia lots of star trek people are going to be there i know you're a huge star trek fan oh yes i am but i'm a bigger nasa fan there you go all right we'll talk nasa and other stuff we'll be right back 
This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen, and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader. Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD Now V-Series solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It'll improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Attention eBay sellers. Are you protecting your feedback ratings? Protect yourself from bidders who abuse the feedback system with bitter warning. Find out before you accept an offer, respond to a message, or even after receiving a bid whether the bidder has a history of leaving negative feedbacks. Regain control over the selling process with bitter warning by knowing your bidder before it's too late. Negative feedbacks can hurt your eBay business on many levels. It reduces your appeal to potential customers, and it reduces revenue from eBay directly by lowering your your monthly seller discount. Use bitter warning to regain the power to protect yourself from these bad apples who will intentionally try to harm or threaten your business. Bitter warning will automatically send you an email alerting you to the potential danger. Learn more at bitterwarning.com. Get a free two-week trial by using promo code WSRADIO at bitterwarning.com. Bitter warning, an eBay seller's first line of defense. I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Want some more stress-relieving tips? VinVillage.com is an exciting new social organization connecting wine lovers around the country with an exclusive local and online wine lifestyle experience. VinVillage members can meet others online and in person, attend wine dinners and tastings, participate in forums, blogs, and wikis, purchase limited and exclusive wines, even create your own wine. You heard me, create your own wine. And best yet, membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to VinVillage.com. That's www.VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back, 877-474-3302. As always, happy to be spending our Saturday live with you. Uh, okay, so let's go back to, uh, so you, okay. you have more stuff on NASA. Yeah, so I don't know where I left off, but I'm just going to keep going. Cause okay. there was I saw so much. Oh, okay, so there's one building we go into, and they say, leave your purses, phones, and cameras mm. on the bus. Yeah. You cannot bring anything in. Okay. Okay. So we go into this building, 
And you do know that all these lovely young military officers are young people. Mm -hmm. They're very smart young people. And as we walk into this building, now I don't know what an AK-47 looks like. (laughs) (laughs) I do. But, but, okay, well, these two guys with these really cool-looking machine guns, it was kind of scary, just kind of casually walk out of where we're walking in. Okay. I go, really? Really? This is where we're going, huh? (laughs) So we got to walk in, and and that's where we learned about the clock. And we got, I leaned too close to something. And when I leaned too close to it, it was, <clears throat> could, could you please move away from that screen? So, ooh, okay, I won't touch that. Um, so we saw a lot of things that people couldn't see ordinarily. And then we went to the boat dock. Now, just let me give you a picture of Vandenberg Air Force Base. It's 99,000 acres. Wow. Uh, I mean, I know. So, literally, that's why we had to have a bus to go around to see the different things. Wait, 99,000 acres and no planes. No planes, yeah. But the silos. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, and all kinds. Yeah, we do not know what was going on in a lot of the places. We did not see uh, everything. Um, But we did go places that people normally could not go, which was very cool. Um, They actually have... Um, so much wildlife on that area. There's like 15 protected species that they have to watch out for. So it, it is beautiful. Now, I want to tell you about the boat dock. If you wonder how they get the rocket part, yeah, the rocket part, you know, the, those cells that go around the bottom of the rocket, the boosters, mm-hmm. with the juice in it that they light. I wanted to light the fuse. Seems there's no fuse. But... um So how do they get those there? Mm -hmm. They come, believe it or not, from Arkansas. Oh. The factory, I said, you couldn't make them here? Yeah, you got enough space. Did Bill Clinton Um, make them? Did he invent them? (laughs) I got nothing. So they come from Arkansas or Alabama. They come down on boats. They actually go through the Panama Canal to get to California. And at 7.30, was it yesterday morning? Yes. <laughs> my, my timeline's all blown. Mm-hmm. But 7.30 yesterday morning, the boat pulled up, and they have a boat dock, and I will be posting the pictures on Google+, Plus, um, where the boat offloads each of these cylinders to these long kind of trucks mm-hmm. that they carry them down a tiny windy road to get to the launch site. So that's the way they get these things there. Okay. Um, obviously, you can't assemble the either liquid or the solid boosters. It comes in one giant piece. Right. That's you know something like 40 feet tall, 50 feet tall. How do they do it? So that's how they do that. Uh, let me see what. Oh, the computer rooms. Now, actually, we were allowed to take pictures in the computer rooms. I. The computer screens, the first thing they say when they turn on is there's a warning, and I'll post this. You are using a government computer. Any expectation of privacy that you might think you have, you don't have. (laughs) Forget about it. Forget about it. What I found, being a geek, right, so I'm looking at what operating systems they're using. (laughs) You know, when you look at the computer info, so there were two computers that were actually using Windows XP third service pack. I saw some laptops on Vista. I saw Windows 2000 server. Ooh. Um, 
I didn't see, you know, but then again, maybe the ones in the secret area had windows. I, I don't know. Wait, they didn't but let you in the secret area? It, I, I saw all they, the places I went were secret areas. But, okay. I mean, right. standing next to the missile is kind of, you know, not something people do, right? <laughs> not normally. <laughs> not normally, no. But what was interesting is that, you know, how we are always changing our operating systems because we want the latest and the best. Sure, absolutely. Just like they reset the clocks with a, a spring, if Windows XP is working, why should they retool everything for a new operating system? Right. You know, so it works. So that's what they're using on a lot of the stuff. Okay. And then after seeing all of and just dead tired, we were touring the base from 7 a.m. to about 6.30 p.m., mm-hmm. nonstop. Um, actually had lunch in the officers' quarters, which was kind of cool. <laughs> were, were you appropriate with the officers there? We had, oh, we we got a memo before we got on the base about appropriate behavior. <laughs> no. Well, was, that, was it addressed specifically to you? Uh, no, the Air Force and, and NASA, seriously, they do not kid around yeah exactly. <laughs> this nothing you know but what was kind of funny is when we were in the top secret area and the young man who was giving us our tour the guy who was in charge of the clock right the other guy that he was with was the guy in charge of blowing them up okay <laughs> now here's the deal if the rocket veers off Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't want it crashing into San Francisco or some city or something like Gosh, that. Gosh, that would be great. You think? Yeah. So it's this guy's job to blow it up. Oh. He pushes the button that okay. blows it up. Well, I want okay. to be the one that pushes the button. Yeah, well. I like blowing up stuff. Seems that everybody does. <laughs> oh, really? And <laughs> you should me, huh? see you should see the glimmer in their eyes when they talk about blowing one up. <laughs> because I mean, how cool is that, right? Oh, so, um, yeah, they, yeah, and it's my job if it goes off course to push that button and blow it up, and everybody kind of lights up with that. Nice. And it's kind of interesting because these kids come from ROTC, mm-hmm. and so you know they are prepared to be officers, and they're given a te- test, and of course they're asked where they want to be. But it seems the tests are very serious to decide where these people should go. And this kid, I'm talking kid, well, he was like 25. And he said, they put me into rocketry. And, dude, I don't know anything about rocketry. <laughs> and he said when he takes his tours to some of the other places, like in Korea or something, right. and people see the rocketry because, you know, they have patches on yep. their jumpsuits, yep. and they see the rocketry thing, everybody gets all jazzed and says, and starts asking him really technical questions. Mm-hmm. And bottom line is, he's got his book of what he does for the launches. It seems that everybody has a specific job. You know, that don't go... You are an expert at being sure that that spring <laughs> springs, and you are the expert at blowing that up, and you are the... So right. each person has their own individual job, which they're incredibly expert at. And he said, but boy, when people try to talk to me about the rockets, I just try and act cool and nod my head a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. I work in rockets. Like, oh, yeah. I know what I'm oh, doing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a Navy but, SEAL, we used to do that, you know? Yeah, sure, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, so they each know what their job individually is and they do it amazingly we met one young lady who was a captain 
over by the launch site where they had planned to plan, uh, launch the shuttles from. Mm-hmm. And this area, which they built for the shuttle, in, they brought one shuttle in, and it was all set up for a launch, which didn't happen. But there's a very narrow road that they have to go through, that they had to bring the shuttle through. Mm-hmm. And they actually etched in the side of the canyon... Um, how can I say, like divots? Like if you were to take a pen and scrape it along a yeah. rock to make divots. Cool. So that the wings of the shuttle could fit through the canyon. Nice. And as you drive through the canyon, you see these divots in the, it's pretty amazing. Cool oh stuff. Oh my gosh. Well, hey, I've done a half hour on NASA. I just have to tell you, if follow at NASA on Twitter, and when they announce one of these tweet ups, if it's in your area, Go it's on. a lottery. There's a chance you could go, so please go sign up. It's worth Very every cool. moment. Got some cool tech stuff to talk to you about, some goody little uh, toys. We'll be right back. This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen, and we're on WS Radio, the You've worldwide leader. You've been listening leader. to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Are you a dog lover? Interested in owning your own business? Then this is for you. BarkBusters, the world's largest dog training company, is expanding. Ranked as one of the country's fastest-growing franchises by Entrepreneur Magazine, BarkBusters offers a proven system and complete training and support. The deadline is approaching, so call today. 877-500-BARK. That's 877-500-BARK. Visit BarkBusters.com for details. Be your own boss. Discover a lifestyle you'll love. Call 877-500-BARK. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. When it comes to purchasing your next digital camera, there is only one name you need to remember, Canon. Since 1996, Canon has sold more than 100 million compact digital cameras. Their product line covers the gambit from simple to shoot to the camera that the pros use with eye-popping results. For those priceless family shots, Canon is the name you can trust. To check out their entire line, log on to Canon.com. That's the only name you need to know, Canon.com. Improve your business today. Learn to do professional email marketing the right way with Captain Email. This is Chris Merckx, president of WS Radio. For years, I've helped our WS Radio hosts, advertisers, and sponsors with their email marketing strategies. As a former Marine captain and an email marketing expert, I've created a new free club at CaptainEmail.com. Permission-based email marketing to your current customers with proven strategies to reach new prospects has positively impacted many of the businesses I've worked with. CaptainEmail.com includes resources to start and grow your email list, the top 10 email marketing tips, 
plus a free 60-day trial with no credit card required. From brick-and-mortar businesses to communicating with your Little League team, do email marketing the right way, professionally. How many times have you checked your email today? Log on to CaptainEmail.com, and thanks for listening to WS Radio.